what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. I'm with the band, your front row ticket to interviews and jam sessions with up and coming artists. This is Chad Austin, and this month's episode of I'm With The Band features the Statesville-based rock group Burning Bright. They just released their debut album, Beautiful Mess, and it can be purchased through iTunes. Let's go backstage. It's broken now Lies spent from an open mouth Try and hush the crowd Vengeance is a lonely sound Faithful is just Turn my back, it is a must this is Chad Austin, and today in the studio I am with Burning Bright from Statesville, and today we have Marcus. Hello. There you go. Mark. Hey. That's one word for Mark. And Alan. Yep. Thank you guys for being here and making the trek. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we're going to talk about your debut album, Beautiful Mess, mm-hmm. and why don't you tell me first where, uh, where the idea came from for the title, Beautiful Mess. That's a funny story. Um, well, good, because we want funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> the actual title track and the album, uh, I guess we'll start the title track part. Uh, the song Beautiful Mess was not originally named Beautiful Mess. We were in the studio with Bruce and our producer, and he kept, he just hated the song. He, he hated, he liked the song, he hated the name, hated it. And uh, he told us that he wasn't going to put it on the album if we didn't change the track, like the title. So we just went through and went through the lyrics and found a better better title for it. And then that actually, you know, he wanted to use that as the title for the album as well. Then it worked out because the concept and, you know, the conceptual pieces behind the, the album actually are kind of about a beautiful mess. And we can elaborate on that later as well. I'll go ahead and elaborate so, on it now. All right. Well, we, um, <laughs> I mean, it's a concept album. I don't know if Alan had told you all that yet or not, but it's uh, it was written around a concept and around a character and uh, it t- kind of tells a story what this guy goes through, and you know, start to finish, and that's ups where ups and downs, and, and like a relationship, like a up and a down, and it goes through the recovery. You know, the end is kind of where he's recovered. It's that's pretty neat. That's kind of you know, the storyteller's show we'll be playing tonight is really to tell the whole story behind. Where's the, the show that you're doing tonight? Uh, be in Statesville, a place called Moxie's. It's a little, it's actually a, the comedy zone of Statesville, but the reason we chose it, because it's got like this really retro look inside, and uh, for, I think we're going to have either two or three camera angles, uh, and I thought it'd be just a great place to shoot. Very. Is it going to be acoustic, or is it going to be full band? It'll be kind of a mixture. I guess it's going to be similar to like your uh, unplugged sessions, like you've seen a uh, like VH1. Nirvana's as far as you know, got a full drum kit and everything, and it's gonna, but it's not gonna be the full, you know. I'll how be playing people? acoustic, all four of us. I mean, how many people does how many people does the uh, club hold? Ah, uh, probably 120, 110. But we're looking. I'm hoping to have a smaller crowd, just because I want to have like 50 to 80. I want to be very intimate. Once you have it so small, like just lock the doors. I like ten people in and lock. Don't let anybody in. <laughs> that way, the camera guys can move around go. all you all they want to. So, who is the uh, the Bruce producer guy? Uh, Bruce Irvine, and uh, I'll actually I'll turn something over to Alan or Mark, which I'll talk for a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, Bruce, um, 
Well, we, we, I had a friend of mine that uh, lives in Atlanta. He works at a studio down there. And we, when we first started talking about recording our record, we were going to go to Atlanta and work with my friend Chris, um, high school, one of my high school best friends. And, um, but then we got a phone call from one of the guys at the, at the rudder that was partners with Bruce at GYB. They're like, hey, you guys come on and talk to Bruce and see what can, go, what can happen. I was like, all right, whatever. And I, I looked him up, and then I found out, you know, Bruce has got like, I don't know, like, what, two Grammys? Two Grammys? Yeah, two. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, we went to it, and it was, uh, you know, we started talking to him, and next thing you know, he's turning like to our best friend, and he's amazing. And yeah, our he, first, brought the, he brought the best out of us, really. Yeah, our first meeting with Bruce, he was very uh, – he doesn't work with unsigned bands. He just doesn't. Like his his main draw, he does all of Anthony Hamilton's work. And I'm sure we all know that name. Right. And uh, so for Bruce to work with an unsigned band, he's got to be like, he wants to hear it, wants to talk to you, wants to get to know you, because he's not going to put his name on something that... Sure. Actually, his not even in an arrogant way, he was always like, I'm not going to put my name on something that's not going to be heard. So he was very picky about working with us. And at first, I think he was not really reluctant, but he was almost like, okay... Then after the first day in the studio, he was like, all right. You know. How long did it take you guys to record the album? What was it, 13 days? 13, yeah, something. 13 days total. We, you know, we, we spread it out over a, a three-month three, three month period, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think 13 total studio days. Did you guys do a bass tracking first where you did the whole band and then the record on top of it? Awesome. A lot of times we did. I mean, because the room was large enough, we would do uh, – we would record as a as a band together in the live room, mm-hmm. and he would only record like the bass and and the because uh, the bass ran direct and didn't have any amps involved. He'd record the bass and the drums, right? And then we'd go back and you know overlay everything else. But I think it helped us as a band that's performed live so much. It was we still had that live feel, and mm-hmm. it also it captured. I think it captured a lot of our energy in the album. The Are you guys using Pro Tools, or do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uses uh, Pro Tools. I think he's up to. I think he upgraded to nine and hates it, and which he didn't. I think it's because when they went to Pro Tools nine, they started making a lot of it free. And you didn't have to have all these little extra amenities to get yeah. it. So they had to they had to switch something somewhere. Uh, let's talk about uh, if I'm right in assume, assuming this that you guys cracked the top two hundred on iTunes. Yes, we did. That was uh, that was, was it one one ninety two one ninety two. Yeah, that was cool. We were like right beside, uh, what was it Blink One Eighty Two's like greatest? Lenny hits. Kravitz was a little Lenny Kravitz. Out. It was pretty yeah. crazy. So. Jason Mraz was out there with us too. Metallica so. and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, it was like, you know, to see your, you know, see your album next. You know, we all know it. I mean, it went away within you know ten hours, but but for those ten hours, it was there. You know, it's like, yeah, wow, that's cool. pretty cool. You know, indie band, been around you know sixteen months at the time. That's that's pretty cool. You know? So, how do you attribute that to happening? Uh, a loyal fan base a you know we just had people that were anticipating the album uh social media i mean we really we work social media hard facebook alan's i've got alan pretty aggressive on it here recently i've been you know really hardcore about pushing facebook and stuff so how many do you think that you sold singles or down was it the album that was in the top 200 or was it the single that or a single it was, album. it was the whole album yeah. so how many copies of your album did you sell to get you in the top 200 i'm not sure yet i'm thinking a few hundred because we haven't got all the august is when we'll get the reports mm, right, they, right they do it like every couple months you know right. so i'm thinking it had to at least be a few hundred well which you know is like I said, unsigned, I'll take a few hundred all day. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you feel about people who take your music for free? <laughs> oh. um, 
there's a there's a there's a a board, there's a line, and it's like for me personally, is I don't mind someone like getting our a couple tunes or something like that and listening to it and spreading the word. That's one thing, but like just blatantly copying it's after you've and I understand now what other bands go through because after you spent tons of money right on a record um you need to get that money back because <laughs> yeah, yeah if to, we were if we were signed and didn't yeah, care what do you do but. like radiohead they give their stuff away like just because they're like that and they've been around for so long and they're they can afford it yeah, yeah they can afford it but for us, it's like they can't afford to write a decent song. But I'm not. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stab radio edit. Yeah. <laughs> for anything for me, like. but yeah, it's you know it's two sided. I mean, I don't mind letting somebody have a, a CD so they can tell all their friends, you know, and then that you know maybe they'll go buy something, you know. I've supported Metallica. We'll put it that way. I was, yeah. I was behind them when they made the stink about it. Well, I understand the uh, the pros and the cons. I mean, but I'm definitely supportive of you know if you like it, buy it. Yeah. And uh, have you had this happen yet? Where somebody came up and said, "I loved your album. I made a copy from my friend." I had a guy on Facebook leave something yeah. and said, uh, "Can I just burn a copy?" And I kind of sent a. Uh, pretty scathing uh I, 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 oh, you were sarcastic i was sarcastic but not a complete Sarcastically jerk nice yeah <laughs> just to let him know you know i would not appreciate that at all well who's the uh, creative force i mean I, it's it's honestly all four but i mean i guess you went back if you go for lyrical and the skeletons of the song i'd say alan and i probably split that about 50 50 we come in with uh I'll bring a song that's like 60-70% finished to him and he'll do the same with me then we'll bring a song that's like 85-90% finished as far as chords and lyrical and then we'll bring it to the whole band and then we just start dissecting well, do and you, putting it back together do you guys record like little demos and send them back to each other uh, yeah, we just iPhones yeah. <laughs> alright <laughs> yeah, I mean it helps out we can message them and I think a lot of a lot of what makes us who we are is like Marcus and I will have an idea for a song and like we'll we'll shoot it to Mark and he'll work on it and he'll put a drum beat to it that we had no you know we didn't even, of course we wouldn't think of it because we don't play drums and he'll call us out he'll be like if you if we keep this melody here and we don't do this or change this tempo for this change or or such and such here for the for the bridge he's like if you don't do this it's just, I mean he he'll like yeah he critiques it he critiques and, it and, and makes it, really it better makes it makes everything gel yeah so. Yeah. You were talking about Beautiful Mess. This song almost didn't make it to the album. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you had more than the set number of songs that you released? We've got a f- couple more that we didn't release. We've actually got a, you know, a couple more since the album that we've written. But uh, the main thing, I don't know if it's luck or if it's just, I mean, I guess it's talent. I don't know. We, we try to stay very humble about everything, about every aspect. But uh, we went through and had nine songs, and Bruce was like, you know, we need another song. And uh, we didn't like the two or the three we had so he's like give you a weekend assignment he's like here's a couple of days go write another song and we came back and actually the, the the last song on the album a new day it was kind of the piece of the concept that we had yet to grasp that kind of helped close everything up and that song was written i think in three hours i'm talking yeah. like lyrics you know melodies start i mean ready for studio in three hours so that was pretty cool uh there, I tried to analyze your songs that I, heard, I actually downloaded. I bought, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. You're welcome. Uh, I bought um, Vengeance, 
which I love the chorus. Who sang? Did you sing all the backups in the chorus? The uh, Alan and, and I both did. Yeah, that sounded really good. I really like that. Thank I love you. layered stuff. Uh, Vengeance, This Time, and Love Song are the okay. three songs that I chose. And uh, what I heard, there was a band I could not identify. I know that I know because there's a hook that you put in your voice in Vengeance, uh, going from the verse, I guess, into your bridge. And I've heard that hook before, and you do it well. I'm just trying to identify who it sounds like. And I, I got this is what I heard out of your music: Three Days Grace, Creed, uh, especially this time sounds like Creed, uh, early Creed, uh, Three Doors Down, Matchbox Twenty, Hinder, and Pearl Jam. Well, you're you're hitting it on the we're huge. PJ fans, we love Pearl Jam. You like to wear pajamas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We love actually, we love Pearl Jam. And, actually, uh, actually, it, we can't even touch the love of Pearl Jam until you talk to Travis. Yeah. he's a Pearl Jam freak, right? Because it's like he he, he eats and but but I mean the cool thing is he he loves them, but he doesn't try to make everything he plays right. sound like Pearl makes, Jam. So that's right. really that's a neat thing. He don't let it step in the way of his creativity. Sure. But yeah, I mean, in the Matchbox, I've heard a lot of people say I've got a Rob Thomas yep. style. That was the first one I heard. But a lot of it has to do with the mix of the song itself, or yeah. the songs that I heard. Uh, the early Matchbox 20, especially the one uh, with 3 a.m. on it. Pushes yeah. on that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a certain mix that is real familiar with your music. That's or real similar to your music, excuse because me. Our, because our producers, or Bruce's son... His son's one of his biggest critics. His yeah, son's a 20-year-old who's like always just like, yeah. he either hates his dad's work or loves it. Right. And he, uh, Bruce is very much like, I know you got this 90s influence. He's like, so I want to I want to grab that and run with it, but I got to make it modern. He's like, you know, right. he's as smart of a producer as you always got to be a step ahead. He's like, I don't want to make an album for 2011. I want to make an album that's going to be cool in 2012. Right. So he's trying to stay ahead of the curve. So when his son came to him, like Alan's about to say, he's like, he said, it sounds a lot like you know a Matchbox 20 feel to it. And Bruce said, oh, no, no, that's not what I want. He said, no, no, Dad, the only reason Matchbox 20 is still not selling records is because they're not together. Because you know, we all know if they would have stayed together with Rob, they would you know, sure. still be selling records. So right. I was kind of, you know. I don't know how many millions of records they've sold, but that, I think that's a good, a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Well, the band that I was looking for has to be a 90s band that I mm-hmm. hear in your voice. Yeah, I got uh, a 90s voice for sure. Yeah, but I don't complain. I, no, I like thank that. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Sing to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess me asking if you guys do any covers live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For now, we're trying to, you know, we're in that transition period where you, you play covers to make money so you can, you know, do an album because we're, we're self-funded for the most part. We'll talk about some other funding that's helped later. But uh, when you're self-funded, I mean, everything from our – Van to the, I mean, everything about us has been completely just. We haven't, we haven't taken money, none of us in the band. We haven't taken a check since day one. What do you do for a living? Uh, I actually do marketing for a company. He's a cook. Uh, I teach. <laughs> and he teaches. So, and then of course, Travis is a mechanic. So, we're just trying to find that transition, you know, from cover band who played to make money to original band that plays a couple covers. Just trying to get their voice heard, you know. And the covers you guys will choose are probably something that you identify with a whole lot, not just something that's hip. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't really, we're not the guys that say, oh, this song's cool on the radio, let's play it. I mean, right. every now and then if a song's good enough, like we play like a Black Keys song because they're a really good band, and mm-hmm. we'll cover an Avery Brothers song because they're local and they're a good band, but in Mumford & Sons, like stuff like that because like, not because it's popular, but at the same time, we like it. I, we've always said we're not going to play something just because the, the people want to hear it. As bad as that sounds, we're going to play it because we enjoy playing it. Because you know as well as we do, if you don't enjoy playing a song, you're not going to perform it well live. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> really? So what you're saying is if you're playing Lady Gaga and you don't like it. It's going <laughs> to look like we don't like it. Right. Uh, I didn't understand what you said that you guys had recorded at. You talked about uh, uh, Bruce's B- places in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, Reflections Studio, um, REM did some Oh, the one in Charlotte. Your reflection, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Studio I've been in there. B, and um, yeah, we'd love it there. If, if we ever you know go full time and go big or whatever i still want to go back there and record because the, the vibe's just it's chill and right feels at home Aretha, it feels really it's comfortable it's something you can tell there's been a lot of big stars in there not just r.e.m yeah uh really aretha awesome. franklin's been in there yeah hootie blowfish were there weren't they yeah hootie started uh hootie recorded actually let her cry i don't know if the radio edit was but let, it, let her cry was one of the songs was recording that studio huh. i don't know if the nah. radio edit could be a whole other you know that that's right that, yeah that absolutely a lot uh, let's see. What about uh, major shows besides playing at the Rusty Rudder? Uh, we've done uh, Amos's. Yeah, uh, we've in down the South End. We've done uh, Visual, Visual Light a couple times. We've done. Uh, I don't know. We've played. You know, coming up, we've played every sports bar and every regular bar in you know, Cornelius, Mooresville, Statesville, Troutman area. I mean, we've 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 really really. Ran hard. Have you tried running the downtown of Charlotte? That's what we're doing now. I mean, we've kind of reached that point where, you know, our resume is not impressive if it comes to, like, live shows. It's not. You know, we've played a lot of the same places, but we did what we had to do to get an album out. Right. So now that we've got the album out, we, you know, we're, we're pursuing agencies to try and, you know, take it to the next level of playing the more prestigious, you know, venues, playing for a crowd of people that aren't there to pick up girls and drink beer. They're there to hear music yeah. and enjoy yeah. ourselves. I think one of the good things about the way we've done it is – and we stayed at pretty, you know, in a small area and kept playing like the covers and stuff like that. But as soon as we start branching out, people don't know us as a cover band. They right. don't know us as as original. So, so I guess as much as we can criticize, and I don't know if you want to criticize ourselves, but much we know it's not an impressive resume to say this is where we've played. You know, there are a few places definitely that we enjoy, but I think the most important part is we would have never broke the, t- the top 200 if we wouldn't have played and got this fan base right prior. So I think it was very, you know, important to do that. Well, the rudder on the lake is a good place to play. Uh, yeah, the rudder is, yeah. Well, we've actually even talked, it's probably one of the places, no matter, I mean, if, if we ever get to the, you know, luckily get to that point where we're big enough, maybe not, but we'd like to always still be able to play there. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a break for a second and check out one of you guys. One of you, one of you guys' songs. Okay. Let me hear one of you guys play a song for us. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. We'll do that. This is Burning Bright. This is our song, Wrecked. Still 
I can breathe The dark ship is set sail I won't wait For everything good is gone I won't stay This feeling I get is wrong One more time Too fast, too late We have all tried to lie The tears have dried up Death, it's the only goodbye I won't wait For I won't stay This feeling I get is wrong Oh, one more time I won't wait For everything good is gone I won't stay For this feeling I get is wrong One more time One more time We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Okay, we are back. You just heard Burning Bright play the song Wrecked. Yes. And why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Alan, start with, start with you know, you're the one that wrote the... Yeah, I, I wrote it, and um, I wrote it like, what was it, four or five years ago? Yeah, four Something or five like years. That. And then and my grandmother passed away, and it was my way of, of grieving. And so basically the song is like, it's it's about like we're in the, like the viewing, and it's just like taking um, photographs of, of the people in my family that I'm lo- looking around, 
and all the words or all the you know the verses and stuff are um, they resemble each person that I looked at and it was it was a tough time for me so but you know wrote the song and it turned out really cool and uh, we actually got uh, very blessed and Marcus and his Facebook um, he's a Facebook Nazi and he faced you know, Facebook Joe Kwan from the Abbott Brothers plays cello and he's playing he, he actually played the cello track on it yeah Joe was like uh, I'd met the Avits a couple of times and they kind of knew who I was I mean not like see me out in public and talk to me knew I but like they kind of you know but um, he told me he said uh, yeah I'll you know we'll send it to me send the lyrics I want to review the lyrics and uh, review the song and if I like it I'll do it and he's like, wow, I love the song. Actually, he said he loved Alan's bass track, too. Oh, so excellent. On Alan's Cozo. You know, for a guy that plays with Bob Crawford, that's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> so that was kind of neat, because it wasn't just like he was going to do it. Just He had to, you know, he had to at least like it or he wasn't going to play it. So it made sure. me feel good he liked it enough to play on it. That's cool. And if you've had, I mean, and it's his work is beautiful. Joe's. And do you guys work with other outside artists, too, other writers? No, we write do everything ourselves for now not that we wouldn't you know accept you know someone who wanted to sit down and work with us i mean i feel like it's uh, always good to take other influences and other minds and well sometimes finish. you do that with the producer anyway is that one of the things that bruce did with you guys yeah, there you go. i guess you can say you, you can feel bruce on this album there's a lot of stuff that he helped to contribute to well there's stuff that we don't even think of when you I mean, we've never. I mean, we've recorded stuff before, and it's, but it's never been to this level. And so, like, Bruce was putting stuff in our the, the mixes and stuff that we were like, "What?" You know, like, I don't even. Oh, yeah, that sounds really cool. You know, right. like he would do stuff that we wouldn't think to do. Mm-hmm. And, well, even even me trying to enunciate words, like while singing these words, they would sound kind of jumbled together. And he'd be like, "I tell you what, take that word and try this word instead." Like even when I'm like in the booth recording vocals and we try that word and he'd be like, Does that feel more comfortable? And he's like, Yeah, and he's like, it's more clear on my end too. So even just the smallest things like that, we you know, it's just little things that obviously which is <laughs> what his job is supposed to be. Right. Anyway, yeah. Well for me, he he told me to fall on the floor is powerful, you know, just that yeah, keep kick, kick. four. Right. You know, and then you can actually hear a lot of uh, tone in your click. Uh, yeah. The kick. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that right off. I did that on a couple songs, and then after he told us that one weekend, we had a show like the following weekend, and I, I did it more. It's like it's more people start dancing to it more, and then it's like the new day, the kick's just like that, the whole song. Right. Yeah, that song, that's we were just talking about that last night. A new day, we like the song, it's a very good song, but. Like to us, I'm not. I'm not sure it'd be like the first one we'd pop in, you know, pop in our CD player to hear. As far as the band, it's you know, it's probably in the middle of the road. As far as one of our favorites, but every time we play it live, people just flock to it. Like they're just like because it's so poppy, it's so happy. It's you know, four right. floor kick the whole time. It's just like, and that's I guess that's what the crave is right now is that kind of music. It's you know, so that's kind of the neat, disco you know. kick. I don't know what it is. It's, it's kind of got like a European influence a little right, bit. Right, right. And I, I actually like it. That's my dad's favorite on the album. Yeah. You've passed your 30 word. You went past 30. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I lost count. <laughs> now, you guys sick of the album yet? No. No. I mean, we're, we're ready to, you know, creative minds. We want to we wanna write really bad. Actually, 
we still write some, but we still I'm trying to stay disciplined on the fact that we've got to market this one heavily. Right. Not to get too sidetracked on working on album number two, which right. is hard because we've already talked to think we're gonna go the conceptual you know, we're gonna go with the concept again. I don't know. I don't I don't wanna be tied into being just a concept band because sometimes that's it doesn't help with your mainstream marketing as far as, you know, people getting what you're doing. But I think if you write if, if you write good singles that go in your concept yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. It works for Pink Floyd. Yeah, well, yeah, there are bands that it worked well for. Yeah. If you're like a concept record, and the band only knows it's a concept record, because that's help. That helps you write it, mm-hmm. put your mind, you know, brains, and wrap around it. And you just hand somebody the CD. If you handed the CD to somebody, they're, it, they're not going to realize it's a concept. But when we wrote it, we wrote it around the concept, and it makes it easy to to write. Like for me personally, because I have an idea, I have, I have like a inspiration. <laughs> we're a big booming voice. We like telling. I mean, we like there. telling stories. I don't want to just write. I hate to pull a band out and and and, and talk about it like like Nickelback. Like I don't want to ever get to the point where I just write songs about strippers. I just think that if I ever get to that point, I just want to quit and go enjoy my money and sit on the beach in Hawaii. I just right. if I can't write a lyric that's going to mean something to someone, then I, I feel like I'm not doing my job. Or the same modal transitions over and over again. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's just you know that's that's why we we think concept records because we want to tell stories we want to write songs that you know going to stand and be around. I think that's one of the things that drew Bruce to us when we went to him and we're like our debut record we want it to be a concept record. Yeah, as soon as he kinda, heard that he was like, was like oh okay. And like Bruce's favorite band is Pink Floyd, and so I won't say favorite one of his favorite. Well, one of his favorites. I mean, I mean he loves them, and so. You know that that helped what and you know the process of what we we're trying to do. Well, do you guys want to do another song from sure. Beautiful Mess? Sure. Yeah, sure, we'll do another. This is Burning Bright, and this is Vengeance. It's broken now. Lies spent from an open mouth Try and hush the crowd Vengeance is a lonely sound Faithful is just Turn my back, it is a must Persistent noise is deaf no soul, no heart, it's all that's left And fear is calling out my name Who am this feeling I can't change? And she said it's only for me walk away yeah. I said vengeance will have its day so leave this is the end 
is this life destined to spin Like leaves on ground It covers what won't be found And fear is calling out my name Who am this feeling I can't change And she said so only for a while Then you can watch me walk away I said vengeance will have its day You're back with Burning Bright, and that was the song Vengeance. Yes. Yep. And you played it with a vengeance? With a vengeance, of course. Excellent. <laughs> All right, let's talk about upcoming shows besides the one tonight, which nobody listening is going to be able to go to, but let's talk about the shows that are coming that they will be able to attend. Uh, what is our schedule? <laughs> I'm the worst about remembering our schedule. I go and check it on the site and Facebook. Uh, we got a show at the Rudder coming up. Um, Darcy Rudder and Cornelius I think that is the is it the 7th of August it's the it first, is at the 7th of August first Saturday of August <laughs> and uh, on the 7th that'll the be 7th. a uh, I'll be a good show we always you know do a full production show there and really you know light show and everything make it you know as fun as possible you know that's that's the transition is you know we're, we're keeping like we're keeping three and four shows a month and let the agencies take over and fill those voids. We're not. I'm done. I guess I, I'm done booking new places unless it's you know a big place. I'm tired of playing small places. I mean, I'm just ready to. You know, we we could easily. I could book. I could book 14 shows a, a month if I wanted to, but it's not going to get us anywhere. It's going to be in. You know, it'll burn you out too. Yeah, it will. I mean, I want to play 14 shows, but I want to play 14 shows and and you know three different states you know sure. that kind of stuff you know i want to get out and, and play for new people so you guys have a facebook page of course yes uh i guess it'd be facebook.com slash burning bright yeah yeah i guess that's what it'd be and the website is burning bright band.com yeah and then uh They're twitter's together then twitter's be be bright band is our twitter be bright band yeah be, be bright. bright band so if i'm drinking i can't say that yeah you, you say it three <laughs> times really fast so <laughs> well, let's let's do something uh new today okay let's do a word association 
Oh, boy. And we're going to start with Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a few different things, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. All right. We're going to limit, limit this to one sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Potter. Oh, I don't watch it. You don't watch it? No. Have, I don't know nothing about it. Glasses. He wears glasses. There you go. Witches. Witches. He just saw the new movie. I did. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best, was it, it not? It was good. It's phenomenal. I'm uh, a Lord of the Rings guy. Oh, I am too. Yeah. I'm a back to the future guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unemployment. Sucks. Bad. There, that's good. <laughs> a man of few words, Alan. <laughs> uh, testing waters here. Gay marriage. Um, sure. Well, it's just been a big topic in the news. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it, because you know what? There'll be fabulous weddings. <laughs> <laughs> they will. <laughs> it will be very artsy weddings. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll have to get somebody. You know how much money those coordinators would make if they could have that? Yeah, but the wedding coordinate the wedding coordinators for a gay marriage will have to be straight. Mm-hmm. I could do it. Yeah, you're kind of metro though. Yeah, I get my nails done. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, frisbee, dog, golf, chains, frisbee what? Chains, golf chains, the chains and the golf chains. Oh, right, right, right. Cool. All right. Is it sentences or one word? Anything you want to make it. <laughs> Just getting, the, getting, your t- <laughs> getting your take on things. All right, we got the website down. We got the uh, burningbrightband.com. We got the Facebook. We got the show coming up. Anything else you guys want to add to the mix that I might have left out? I guess it's looking for the DVD. I mean, this will be. Uh this will be a legit, you know, production for the DVD. We've got a guy. He's got two. Uh, it's going to be two or three different, you know, angles. Like I said, I think I said that earlier. But it's uh, it's going to be, you know, edited. And I'm pretty sure I've seen some of his work. It's going to be really nice. So not only can you pick up, you know, the album on uh, iTunes and Amazon, uh, we'll also be releasing the DVD. Did you guys go through CD Baby? Just curious. We went through TuneCore. All right. Yeah, we use our uh, Bruce helps to uh, manage and record a band called Esso Stereo, and uh, they use TuneCore. We've kind of followed in their footsteps some of the things they use because it's worked well, and uh, that's a cool thing. And then you had with the shows you're saying about upcoming shows. Here's another reason for cutting back on shows. I kind of elaborate on that a little bit. It's not for you know because I don't like playing, but we've also got some people interested that like do the. Uh, productions for tv shows as far as like vampire diaries oh yeah and uh pretty little liars and a few other shows that are actually going to play our music we've heard nothing's confirmed ascap bmi csac ascap so we use so uh if we can get that going you know vampire diaries alone if we can get a couple songs put in that market there's you know eight million plus viewers sure you know if they all download singles that's great so stereo one of the bands we if we actually opened up for them at Amos's, they uh, they were on Vampire Diaries. They actually had spoke, uh, spoken role and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, so, best of luck. I hope you guys get that. Yeah, yeah it, it helped sense. tremendously. That'd be nice. So, Well, this has been uh, very nice talking to you guys. We appreciate you guys it. coming in. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Seriously. And uh, I'm Chad Austin with I'm With The Band. Take care, you guys. My eyes are open for the first time in a long time. But pain still surrounds me and devours me and leaves me in disbelief. And I can pretend to feel mistaken, 
but it never brings me peace and i can't blame it on these feelings that leave me incomplete so write me a love song make it an hour long make sure the words are bittersweet and give me a reason to live with your trees on and i You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.